pandemic has been such a life changing event for not just Larry and I, but for the world. And we want to talk about what opportunities were we able to seize during this time, even though it was chaotic and, you know, uh, a lot of people was affected. We all either lost someone or had some kind of thing happen to us in general. But there were also some things that happened in our attitudes where Larry and I was able to shift our attitudes from not dwelling on the negative, but seeking opportunities that came our way during this pandemic. So we're excited today to share with you some of the things that we were able to do during this time, um, because it's been a, what, it's been about a year and a half, right, Larry? <laughs> Since. Yes, it is, a year and a half. Woo. Everybody, we were all thrust into from being, you know, what they call normal to thrust into, I guess what we call the new normal, right? So by me working in the school district, March 13, 2020 was our last day. We thought we were going back to school after two weeks, but that did not, that was not the case. And we all had to get accustomed to being on Zoom and doing distance learning and all of that kinds of things and all of that, that all of that in which it entailed. And one thing that we wanted to focus on was that our attitudes had to change. There was a, a shift in how we had to look at things and do and make changes in our everyday lives. So I think a little background for the audience might help. Um, so we are considered um, middle class. Um, my wife, um, she has a doctorate. She um, works at LUSD. I'm a 20-year employee with County of Los Angeles. We live in a section of Los Angeles, which is considered middle income. Uh, we both are salaried. Um, so we have what's um, considered a definitely middle class baseline. Also, we have four boys. Um, one of them's in New Jersey. He's um, 26. He's out of school. He's um, working in New Jersey. And so we have three boys, all teenagers. Um, so we had one that was graduating, um, one that was at another high school, sophomore. And then we have one that was an eighth grader, now going into high school. And uh, we're members of a church, been there more than 10 years. So for our experience, we had an ability to see both the high end of this and the low end of this, because um, what we saw at the beginning of this pandemic, I had the fortune because of my position of seeing what was coming. And so um, it was important to see that this is just more than just a storm, if you will, because storms don't last a year and a half. And how many times have you seen an earthquake happen and the, the earthquake itself happened for a short period of time? But the effects of that earthquake or the effects of that monument event, like people are still trying to rehabilitate and refix New Orleans after Katrina. So it was really that same type of effect. And so there was a long term implication to this. And we were hearing stuff at the beginning of January 2020. So when my wife talks about attitude, it literally forced us to rely on what I call our emergency background training. Um, the firefighters have a way 
of saying that people always default to their highest level of training. And we literally have to default to our highest level of training. So one of the things we did is relied on our training in our church. Because when you're in church, you're trained to learn how to deal and roll with circumstances. And we know what people did from a long time ago because of what is taught in the Bible. And we know that other people, they go through stuff and it's general knowledge and then there's specific knowledge. So for us, our attitude and how we were going to prepare this and I'd say, what was me? Oh, something, waiting for something bad to happen. That was not an option. We, We realized we had to be proactive and not reactive. Yeah, so we, we so what we decided to do, we wanted to invest in ourselves. You know, the pandemic caused, of course, everyone was quarantined and just um, you had to spend that time with your family, get to re-know or re-kindle relationships, even within your household, because everybody is so busy. You know, we got our daily routines, going to work, come home, eat, you know, just same routine. And so you had to, we had to rekindle that and embrace the fact that, okay, we're all here together now let's make the the best of it so that we can um develop and further our relationship as a family and bond even more and so that's what that was some things that we started to do with the boys and uh, within our own marriage you know we i was i would go to work i don't see larry till late that night you know, with his schedule. So we had to just rekindle everything within our family and um, start taking things to the next level. So we started investing in ourselves, investing in education, like we said in our our episode um, six about getting to investing. And so around October was when that really October 2020 was when that we really went heavy into learning about investing and watching videos and learning how to really look at our finances and say, okay, here we are, like middle income. What are we doing with our income so that we can maximize what our what we need to do in our budgeting and strategize our finances and be able to give more? Because that's key. Giving is key. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Phoenicia Moeple coming at you with Think Big Educational Services. We are here to meet your educational needs, being your number one consultant for your college planning, for your book editing, for your grant writing, credit restoration. We want to help you move forward in this situation. You can reach us at www.thinkbigedservices.org is our website, or contact us through our email info at thinkbigedservices.org. Thank you. Yeah, one of the, one of the things I realized, and it's a tradition with all kinds of people, but in particular with the uh, Black community, sometimes an unhealthy commiseration with misery. You, you know, it's, it, it's, 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 it's particular to um, folks who are considered um altered citizenship and what i mean by that is you know if you black you have to deal with drama and you get more unnecessary or silly drama than what normal people would have to deal with and one of the things that always struck me um my parents are both from the democratic republic of congo 
and we were in Orange County. We were sitting in the Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I'm sitting around here looking at all the white folks in the restaurant. My parents are enjoying themselves. My dad and my mom noticed that I'm getting a funny vibe, and they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, these white folks tripping on us. And they laughed, and they said, so? And, it, you know, you have to understand that you control you. You can't control how somebody else feels about you. But black folk have been, um, as part of our culture, we've been uh, trained to be attuned to what's going on around us just in case something goes down. And it's funny how in African culture, it's the exact opposite. It's like, let something happen. Let somebody try to do something. There's going to be a one-man riot if there's one, just one African. He'll go in the riot mode by himself. That you know, it's really proactive in a way that says, I'm not worried about nothing, they need to worry about me. And you know, a lot of people see that as arrogance, but but when you're in a country, usually in Africa, there's so many Africans around you, you come out of the womb fighting, you come out of the womb struggling, you come out of the womb. You know, if you were a complainer in Africa, they would literally throw you out of the continent. Because you don't have time to complain. You better live. You better do what you got to do. Now, there's some other cultural issues that go on with that. You know, all Africans think that you get something, it belongs to them too. So if if I had one million dollars in Africa, the whole tribe thinks they want a million dollars. So that's for different, that's for different time podcast but it's important to understand yeah it's important to understand that like um like the doctor was saying you have to invest you have to find you don't have time to dwell on things that you can't control or worry about things that are out of your control you have to be able to look and see what's going on I, one, of the, one of the things that um always shocked me is that you look at the wealth of the people who are the top 1%, it jumped by $612 billion during this pandemic. The the wealth of the top 1% jumped by $612 billion. What do they know that we don't know? Well, they control their attitude. Yeah, they, they don't look at this situation as a negative. They see it as an opportunity. The discipline, the discipline. And we'll, we'll talk about discipline in a second because with this pandemic, but um, it's been a, it's allowed us to reassess and recollaborate. You know, how are we handling the changes that that took place? How are we doing mentally? Um, one thing that one thing we were big on and what allowed us to do. I had a membership at Yoga Works out in uh, what was that Manhattan area, and when the pandemic hit, it was like okay, I could just switch online, but then. It was like, okay, I'm paying them X amount of dollars to watch a video online. How about I just do this for free? So we decided to do some YouTube free yoga videos for um, on on YouTube. And Larry and I started, you know, doing our yoga, meditation, different times we could walk in our neighborhood. We have a walking trail near the, near the house around the corner so we could go there. You know, it was just a time to just get ourselves together. And we're still in the midst of the pandemic. COVID is not, has not truly left yet. But I mean, things are getting better with vaccinations and all that. But still, it's, it's just, it's a time to 
really reflect. It's been, this has been a year of reflection also reflecting on your life and, and how you want to move forward during and being in, in our attitude within the midst of, in the, of the midst of this pandemic. Yeah, one of the things that's been pretty remarkable is looking at and seeing the social changes that have gone about. Um, I, I really truly believe that um, a lot of times when a lot of people allow the media to control the basis of their perspective, then we get these warped responses from folks. And it's not to say that the media controls how people think, but I think what the media does is it confuses how people process information. And information has changed so much that it's allowed people to be, I don't want to say manipulated, but I think some folks enjoyed being um, amped up and hyped up over inconsequential things. Perfect example of that is we didn't realize that social media companies were using our personal information for such a high profit margin. That's There's a reason why Facebook is free. There's a reason why Instagram is free. Because they're pimping us out on the information tip. It's like, what? And it's horrible. Remember, there are opportunities that once you know that, you can use that information and turn that to your advantage. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Turn that into your advantage. And so what we've been able to do is just look at these opportunities that we have, to, not just to investing, but just other opportunities that's coming our way and look at us, okay, this is what's being presented to us. Now let's move forward. It's about forward progress and not getting stuck in, in what you thought was the normal life pre-pandemic. Okay, so if you want to call it the new normal or whatever term you have for it today, but just being content, like like we refer to our faith, you know, we're Christians, so our foundation is the word of God. And then Paul says, you know, being content in whatever state we're in, whatever whatever's happened in our lives, we have to learn to be content because we probably don't have time to explain in this episode before, but we've been low. You know, we know what low looks like and feels like and experience low, low times. And now, you know, we can say we know what high feels like or we not haven't arrived yet or anything, but we're striving to meet in our goals. And discipline is going to be key. Discipline in ourselves, in our finances and moving forward and teaching that to others. So we can talk about strategizing real quick. We strategize our finances. We literally came down and said, not just what we have and how we're going to spend it, but we said, what are we going to do to help us attain our larger goals? So we had the right now goals, make sure the lights are on, make sure we got the internet bill paid, not putting one of our kids' name. And the long term, the long term <laughs> is we don't use ATM cards. We are not using our ATM cards because we realize that using credit right and getting our scores right, people say, oh, congratulations, let's give you our money, and now we understand using other people's money. Because you hear that, use other people's money, but people don't really tell you or show you how to do that. And because of our strategizing, we get rewarded, we get larger increases, and we, we that's not a fear for us, because that was tight. Oh, you want old too, oh, you want... No, credit's not bad. Using credit badly is bad. And then Guess what? More money gave us a better opportunity to give more. And so we're living off our giving. 
and that's the blessing part right there. You know, when you're able to give back to others, because we can't be out be God giving, right? That that's just a saying, and that's the truth. Um, but it just feels good to know that we can give towards others because we know God will give it back. Just continuing to praise him you know because it all goes back to our foundation and in our faith in god that he's going to direct us during these during these times whether it's looking at it like i said how, how's your attitude in this pandemic are you looking at things in a negative way or are you looking at things in a positive forward moving way so we want to um conclude this one of the things is our reassessment our recalibration and our renewal that was one of the things that helped us to be able to look at good opportunities, bad opportunities. When other people are running away from things, hey, let's go and let's take a look at that. Let's go into that. Let's see about that. That forward progress, being content in whatever state we're in, but not being comfortable. There's a difference between contentment and just happy. Some people settle, and we're not trying to settle. We're just accepting, but not settling. And that's that discipline we have to keep ourselves on, That keeping that discipline in our lives, keeping that regimen in our lives, keeping that forward progress, and knowing that a rolling stone gathers no moss. You know, you hear that saying, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. But it's understandable knowing that if you stay steady too long, you're going to get stagnant. And that's the end of the episode. In closing, think big, think your success, and think your future. Thank you.